Well, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Ashley, and this is my first semester as a coach. And I'm so thankful, too, that I get to give a testimony tonight. Um, so when I was asked to give, I was um, asking the Lord, what, you know, God, what, what should I share tonight? And... Uh, Um, and as we were, um, as, as I was praying with the Lord, I was thinking about my journey with him. Um, I got saved in 09, got filled with the Holy Spirit, and um, was very active in my church. Um, went to prayer meetings every Monday night and um, was just always like praying. Um, and got, got in this place where it was just kind of a, a routine, you know, going through the motions and um, so later on, the, I decided to go to seminary. Um, so I had been saved for about four years or so. And um, when I was taking um, one of my classes, it was a personal spiritual discipline where you just, um, or sit, it was a different aspect with the Lord where you sit and just kind of soak. And so they gave us a challenge to... Um, just sit and be still with the Lord for 15 minutes. And I thought, okay, I, I can do this. Well, when I went, when I sat to do it, I sat in my chair. And I had all these distractions come, like, um, you know, the dishwasher was going off, my phone was ringing, and I was like, I'm just going to tune it all out. So as I sat in the chair, um, I had all these thoughts going through my head, like, oh, I could be doing this and that, or I should be praying, like, in the spirit, just really struggling with being still. And I don't know how long it was, sometime during that 15 minutes. In my spirit, I heard, Ashley, there is nothing you can do to earn my love. You can't earn my love. And I remember... I just broke down and started crying because I was striving so much and I realized my relationship with the Lord changed at that point because he just wanted to be with me, just talk and do life. And uh, yeah, that was a major turning point in my life. So as we continue on with tonight's service, it's about prayer. I'm going to lead us in a time of prayer, um, and then we'll start worship. So, Father, I just thank you, God, that you know our hearts, and that you meet us exactly where we're at. God, I thank you we don't have to perform. You just say, come, come as you are. Thank you, Lord, that you're, you've already met us here. And I just thank you for everyone here. That you kept your hand upon them and that there is a reason why they're here tonight. I believe that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. to a time of worship, so I invite you guys to stand with us.
Sometimes I just get into a, a laughing spell. <laughs> oh man, now we gotta go into Holy Spirit. Mm. Mm. 
Your glory. 
you just pour out your love on your kids tonight? Thank you that you're a good father, that you have good plans for our lives, Jesus. You're worthy. You're so worthy, God. We worship you. In Jesus' name.
So uh, I got this vision tonight as we are praying. <laughs> and it says that we're in, we're in heaven, that there is worship going on 24 hours a day, or 24 hours, seven days a week. There's not really hours or days in heaven, but worship is going on all the time. And worship, true worship, doesn't come from instruments, doesn't come from our voices, but come from our hearts. And I just saw a picture of my brother Gabe just going after it tonight on the drums. And he's just playing a heavenly melody and a heavenly roar that will take place is in heaven on this earth. So I just want to set the stage. You didn't even know I'm going to do this. And the band's going to build this thing back up. And Gabe, I just want you to play from all of your heart, man, with a heavenly roar. Because what happens on this earth echoes in eternity. And we're going to pray, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth and this is heaven. So guys, let's build this back up. And Gabe, let's go for it, man. It's your time. Let's go.
I just believe tonight is a night that heaven wants to speak to us. And I don't know if you guys can feel what I'm feeling in this moment, but I just feel heaven so strongly moving and breathing among us. And I just believe there's an invitation to just go deeper tonight. Let me take this. Let me have this. Let me take your burden. Let me take the worries that are on your heart. Let me take those lies that have been spoken over you. Let me take that. Let me remove that. Let me fill it with joy. Let me fill it with new dreams. Because, guys, I can tell you that when you let him into your heart, when you let him speak over those things that the enemy has thrown at you, you're never the same. You're never the same. And so I just want to take a moment and just wait on the Lord. And I believe that he's going to start speaking things over each one of us. And I know it might be a little risky, but I just want us all just to cry out whether it's crying out of joy or whether that's just crying out saying, God, I need you right now. Or maybe you don't even know who God is. But I just believe that we're just going to take a moment and cry out. And it doesn't have to be loud. It can be quiet. But we're just going to pause and we're just going to cry out for more because I believe there's that invitation tonight to just go deeper. So Holy Spirit, just come and do what only you can do, God.
just a voice that would sing that out. Let heaven come even more. Let heaven come. One more time. Let heaven come. Let heaven come. Let heaven come. God just for this moment <laughs> and God I just thank you for how you've already moved in our hearts tonight and I just pray that the revelation of your truth would just speak to our hearts even more God <laughs> you're so worthy of our praise and we just bless you in this time God Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. You guys can take a seat. Man, can we give it up for the worship band? Come on. If we didn't have a semi-guest speaker, we might have skipped the sermon and the message tonight. So, <laughs> um, But there is the word of the Lord that wants to be spoken powerfully tonight, so I am excited. What's up, y'all? I can't believe I just said that. I'm not from the South. But uh, my name is Ryan. Thanks for coming out tonight. Man, well, thank you so much. Uh, who all were, was at the conference last week? Can you raise your hand? Awesome. About three quarters of you. Man, that place was lit, huh? Amen. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well, hey, if, did anyone come here last week by any chance? Like one or two? Ben, come on. All right, well, I'm glad no one came here. If they did come here, they may have not came back. So, But, um, man, we were at the conference last week. It was awesome. Um, if you have been with us this semester, is anyone new here for the first time tonight? I don't think, yeah, hi. Two, a couple people. Thanks for having the courage to come out. Miranda has a present for you back there that she'll give. Where's Miranda? Are you in here? Yeah? Miranda, think of a present you can give them. So, <laughs> But get to know Miranda. She's really cool. Emily made my favorite punch tonight, so if you like punch, seriously, go back and get some. I'm already on a couple glasses of it, so uh, it's amazing. Big shout out to Em. Em, did you make cookies too? No? Oh, we got to pray harder for that, so maybe next week. Um, but hey, well, thank you for coming out. I am so excited. My name is Ryan. Uh, for the couple of new people, I'm the pastor with Alive. Um, but we are going through a sermon series called The Reason We Believe. We're looking through the book of Luke, the gospel of Luke. It's one of the four, four gospels that really follows Jesus' life. Um, and we are on chapter 10 or 11 and 12 this week, about halfway there. And we're looking through and being reminded, Beth Davis in the house. What up, girl? Wow, look at you. Good to see you. Let's give it up for Beth. Good to see you. People joke around with my personality that I can be totally talking and then somehow go get all over the place. But <laughs> got to give you a shout out. 
But yet we are going through this sermon series, The Reason We Believe. And, uh, you know, Luke, again, wrote to his buddy Theophilus through this gospel, through this letter, and was reminding him, what is the reason we believe? Why? Remember when we go through hard times. Remember in our lives, we have to remember the reason we believe. If you've ever been in love, if you've any, ever done anything meaningful in life, um, whether it was a sport or a school, you, sometimes you can forget your why. And so we're coming back to the why of why do we believe. And this week, we're going to look at a subject that I think was so important that God wanted us to know and Luke wanted his buddy Theo to know. And I'm so excited that I'm actually not going to start the sermon. I might finish it, but I'm not going to start it. So I have the privilege and the honor, before I speak anymore, to introduce someone that is so special to me and to Alive. She's been a coach with Alive for three years now from the very beginning. And uh, she's just, she's, she's led small groups, mentored tons of students, probably half of the women student leaders on this team now she's at least mentored or, or been close with. And uh, I'm just so excited for the Lord to use her tonight to speak to her and through her. And we're actually going to co-preach tonight. So I don't get to do this a lot, so I'm super excited for that and get to speak with her. But give it up for the one and only Whitney Kaiser. Lord, make the stand stay straight. Amen. Woo, how's everyone doing? That worship was fire. Yeah, so like Rice said, I've been um, a part of this ministry, this beautiful ministry, for about three years. Um, and my name is Whitney. It's not Brittany, but Whitney. What's a W? It does get mistaken a lot. Um, yeah, I am just so honored and blessed to be here. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit has actually given me um, a couple visions in the last three years of speaking, and it's just never been the right time, and I'm glad his timing's perfect, and I just know tonight is an ordained moment um, by the Father, and so it's definitely a special night for me, and I know it's going to be an amazing night for all of you, so thanks for coming, guys. So let's, let's dig in. Are you guys ready? Are you sure? Okay, okay. All right. So I'm going to start us off in Luke 11, but I actually don't want you guys to get out your Bibles. I just want you to listen because I'm not reading that much. So just listen, okay? Let me get my notes out here. Can I what? That's okay. Put it down a little. Is it covering my face? Okay. It might fall down, though. Okay. I'm using Rise Bible here, so let me get this figured out. He actually wrote this Bible. It's, it's not the actual Bible. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so I have a question for you guys. Um, how many of you have thought, I don't really know how to pray, and I don't even know what prayer is? Okay, yeah, a couple of you. 
Yeah, me too. And uh, I just want to say it's okay because I'm on that journey of figuring out what prayer is as well. I know it's a very churchy word that we throw around, but it's a powerful word, uh, and it's definitely a gift from the Father. So uh, let's, let's dig into the word. Um, yeah, and anytime you guys have doubt, this has all the answers you need. <laughs> I promise you, every single one. So Luke 11, where's 11? Here we go. Luke 11, verse 1. Um, One day, if I pause, it's because I'm listening to the Holy Spirit, so don't get weird out. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say... Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who has sinned against us. And lead us not in temptation. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to read just what the Father's Prayer was in a different version. It's the Passion Version. Um, It's pretty good, good stuff. Thanks to Mark for bringing this Bible. Okay. So Jesus taught them this prayer. Our Heavenly Father, may the glory of your name be the center of which our life turns. May your Holy Spirit come upon us and cleanse us. Manifest your kingdom on earth and in us, and give us our needed bread for the coming day. Forgive us our sins as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us, and rescue us every time we face tribulation. Yeah, when I read it in the Passion Version, it's just related to me so much more, just the words we use nowadays. And I don't think the Father intended that prayer to be something that we read word for word, but he wanted us to see his heart in it and the point in it. Um, And I just love how it says um, that Jesus was in prayer. And actually, Jesus was our first example of knowing God as our father and calling him father, calling him daddy. And I think that's just so beautiful. And it's really funny how the disciples are watching him and they're like, teach us how we pray when this whole time they've been in communion with God, right? Because Jesus is God in man form. And they've been praying with him and communing with him for who knows how long. But yet they want to know how he prays. And I, and I believe that it was the Father's joy when they asked him that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first thing I really want you guys um, to hear from that verse is the Father wants us to come to him. 
every single day, every single moment. Mm-hmm. That that's his heart. And that prayer is just as simple as communication and a conversation with the Father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to go on um, to the next couple verses here. Okay. So Luke, verse 5. Then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. Because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though, he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend. Yet, because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who receives, the one who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Amen. That's good stuff. Yeah, I'm going to read it in the the last part of it in the Passion here really quick. Let me ask you this. Do you know of any father who would give his son a snake on a plate when he asks for serving a fish? Of course not. Do you know of any father who would give his daughter a spider when she had asked for an egg? Of course not. If imperfect parents know how to lovingly care for care of their children and give them what they need, how much more will the perfect heavenly father give the Holy Spirit's fullness when his children ask him? And what I hope you guys get from that is The Father wants to know, wants us to know that, um, I have it written down here. It's probably up on the screen too. Yeah, the Father wants us to trust that he gives good gifts. He does. He's a good father. Hmm. How many of you guys have a best friend that you go to for anything? Yeah, me too. She's sitting right there. (laughs) And my mama, too. My mama's good. But 
How many of you guys had to like rely on them when they're like, this is the worst time for you to ask me for help? You always get asked for help, right, when it's like the worst time and so inconvenient. But I just love the example that the part that stood out the most to me in this was the man goes and knocks and says, I need food for my friend because these people came to him and inconvenience to him as well, right? And needed food, and he wanted to bless them. He wanted to bless these people who came to him who were hungry in probably more ways than just food. And when he knocked on his friend's door, they were all sleeping, right? He was like, don't bother me. I was dreaming. I don't want to get up. I'm tired. I don't even know these people. Like, why do you want me to help these people? But the passion and the boldness and the persistence, he kept knocking on the door, guys. He kept knocking. Please, they're in desperate need. They need food. They haven't eaten who knows how long. And because of his persistence and his boldness to keep knocking, the friend helped, right? He's like, this is serious. I need to go help them. And whether I want to or not, I know that my friend needs it. But then next, it's like, we know how to give good gifts, right? Even when we don't feel like it. We're like, I know this is the right thing to do. But how much more our Father wants to bless us even more. More than we could ever imagine. I think that's just beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I just want to share... a quick testimony, an awesome testimony. Um, There's so many, I didn't know which one to pick, but I really feel like the Holy Spirit highlighted this specific one of something that has happened in my walk um, in the last five years. And yeah, I hope it blesses you guys. So about five years ago, I gave my life to Christ. Woo, right? Come on. Yeah, yeah. It was an awesome day, awesome day. I'm so glad that he was persistent with me and kept knocking on my heart because who knows where I would be. I honestly probably wouldn't be alive. But anyway, so on to the testimony. So I got saved, and it seemed like I started having really bad back pain all of a sudden. I'm like, what the heck? I've never had back pain. And I kind of ignored it for a couple of months, but it just kept getting worse and worse and worse where it was every day, even at night, I just had horrible pain, even after taking painkillers. So I went to the doctor, I went to chiropractors, I had physical therapy, and nothing helped it. It just kept getting worse. And I actually got x-rays done, and they said, you have severe scoliosis. I'm like, what? No one's ever told me that. And they were surprised I didn't realize, because they said, you're either born with it, or you've had an accident of some sort to where it would, you know, mess your back up. So they're like, did you recently have an accident? I said, no. Never been in a car accident. Um, well, kind of. I have. Sorry, that was a lie. My, my friend hit a deer once. Sorry. I just wanted to clarify that. So I wasn't <laughs> lying. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't, like, intense. Um, <laughs> it was scary. <laughs> sorry. Side note. I know I got to hurry, but... I was in the car with Rye the other day, and every time I'm in the car with him, (laughs) see how it feels when people tell stories? (laughs) 
I was, <laughs> I was in the car with them. I don't even remember. There was like two incidents, something happened. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's like we're going to die. And he was like, you can't do that. You have to tell me. Like, But when I get scared, I just close my eyes for some reason and like stop breathing. Like I'm like, ah. But, <laughs> but anyways, where was I? Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, so I had severe scoliosis all of a sudden out of nowhere. And... <laughs> It was one of the toughest, but one of the most beautiful journeys that I've been on um, with the Father. And he was with me every step of the way, even though I didn't feel like it ever. (laughs) But uh, long story short, I had so many people pray for me. And I, I struggled with back pain for three years, right? And I knew and I saw the Lord touch other people and bring complete healing to them but he wasn't for me, and man, after just like a year or two, I just kind of gave up, and it's like, this is something I'm going to have to deal with, and the Lord's not going to heal me. Like, I've asked. I've had tons of people pray for me. I would get off work and go home, like, go home and just like lay in my bed and just pray that the Father would take the pain away. Um, so one day, I am, I kind of like gave up hope and stopped trying, to be honest, so then one day I'm at church, we had a speaker there, Mark Marks, he's awesome, praise the Lord for him, thank you Jesus. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so he's, he's speaking and he, he um, says, is there any 20 year olds who have really bad back pain? And I'm like, oh crap, that's me. So I jump up and of course I run down there because I'm like, I'm not going to give up. <laughs> so I run down there, it's like the Lord was calling me out, right? No, no, other one, no one else went down there, like it was just me out of a congregation of like, who knows how many people were there, like a thousand. And I was the only 20-year-old who had back pain. <laughs> if that's not like the Lord's timing, I don't know what it is. But anyway, so um, he does this healing where he measures people's legs. And if they're off, he asks the Lord to heal them and for their legs to come into alignment and be even. And so I had no idea my legs were off. Chiropractors never told me my legs were off. And sure enough, I put my legs up there. I was made sure I was all the way back. And I put my legs up, and it was off about, like, that much probably. And I was like, dang. Um, (laughs) But uh, the best part was, and I think Erin's here. Erin, are you here? No, she's not here. Okay. I asked her if I could call her out. Maybe that's why she didn't come. She said yes, but (laughs) she said I could. But uh, if you guys don't know Erin, she's awesome. She's amazing. She's just like a woman who's like herself, and she doesn't care. She loves to talk, so if you're a quiet person, go talk to Erin. Um, but she's very wise, very wise. Um, anyway, so I'm going too long. But, yeah, so she comes running down because he asked, is this someone who has never, like, he wanted someone to come down who had never prayed for someone and seen healing. So she runs down, and I knew her at this point, so I'm like, oh, yay, like, my friend's praying for me. Um, so she runs down, and she said just a simple prayer and said, Father, I command this leg to be the same length as the other in Jesus' name. And that's all she had to say. It was once. And I literally felt my leg, like, move. (laughs) Like, I felt like someone pulled my leg, but no one pulled my leg. Like, it was totally the Lord. And, um, yeah, I was just in shock. But now my legs are, like, perfect in alignment. Amen. And, And, you know, like, 
the enemy is totally going to try and bring doubt, right? So I knew I was healed, but I still had back pain for a couple months, almost a year actually after that, but it was nowhere near like it was before. And I honestly think that um, it was just like my muscles and stuff healing. So like every day I would walk, it would heal, and like my muscles would heal. Um, so yeah, like that's an amazing testimony, and I so relate back to that, and I hope you guys can too. Um, that the Father wants us to come to us, even when we're not seeing healing, even when we don't understand, he always wants us to come to him. It's his joy for us to come to him, and he's good all the time. Even when we don't see it, he's always good. He's always going to heal. He's always going to speak. He's always going to guide your way. <laughs> yeah, and so I just want to go back to the question I asked earlier. You know, do you guys feel like you don't know how to pray or you don't even know what prayer is? And one, after I've talked, hopefully you feel encouraged that you do. But two, I just want to say that's a lie. You do know how to pray because whether you believe in God or not or whether if you don't feel like you have a relationship with him, it doesn't matter because he created you. Every being of yourself is what he created. He created you. So you have conversation, and you're with him always, whether you realize or believe or not, right? Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to speak a couple things over you guys that I felt like he gave me, that, that you're his creation. He longs for you to have conversation with him. You are his beloved son, no matter what. You're his beloved daughter, no matter what. You're his most precious gift. You are a precious gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I believe that it was his joy. It was Jesus' joy, God's one and only son, to go to the cross and die so we could be in relationship with him, so we could have communion with him no matter what. And now I want to call up my brother, my friend, <laughs> and I know so many of you see him as your brother and friend, um, and just our pastor to come up and um, just go deeper into this point and, and just um, speak, out, speak about how um, the Father talks to us and how he's a gift. Bless Thanks, Wait. Let's give it up to her. Love you, sis. That was awesome. Well, hey, this is one sermon, so I'm just going to pick up where she left off. Uh, one sermon through two different messengers and two different voices. So thank you so much for that, Wit. And again, we're looking at chapter 11, and I believe, we believe that Jesus showed us that model because he wants us to know that the Father wants us to come to him. He wants us to talk to him. And that he loves when we ask him for things. And so we're going to pick up on verse uh, chapter 12 now. And um, what's going on in chapter 12 is Jesus is sharing encouragements and warnings. And he shares that every hair on our head has been numbered. That the Father has not forget, forgotten any single person. And I don't know, when I read that, that's a joy to me. That encourages me that the Lord sees me and that he knows me. Uh, if, if you're not like me, uh, maybe the lack of your hairs are number two. Micah, hey. 
I have lack numbers. Micah has a full hair. Thought you would laugh at that. But um, <laughs> I'm actually going to a doctor to try to regrow some of my hair. So if you want to pray for that for me, I would love that. <laughs> Give you some of mine. Um, Man, it's always a, a risk when you look at someone and you think they're going to laugh and they don't. But sometimes when it works out good, I feel like I always go to you, too. You're just so joyful. You know, you or Ben. When Ben's here, I always call him Ben. But um, it's a splash zone. You know, sit back there and you're safe because I can't see your faces. But I see you, Noah. You're not safe. <laughs> um, but so I'm going to pick up. Uh, it says... Um, and in verse 11, and uh, just like Whit said, I just encourage you, if you want to open this up, I'm in, I'm in chapter 12, verse 11, or if you just want to listen. But it says this, and we're, again, we're going off of that the Father wants us to ask him for questions or ask him for help, ask him for things. I don't know about you, but I love when I'm needed. I love when my fiance or even a friend or even one of the students, a.k.a. Dale, she'll call me up at 2 in the morning sometimes. Um, so when, when I'm needed, I love to be there for people. Do you love to be there for people? Yes? If someone you loved and someone you cared for never asked for your help, wouldn't that kind of hurt your feelings a little bit? Don't you love when people that you love ask for your help? The Father loves when we come to him, guys. And check this. So it says, when you are brought before synagogues, rulers, and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. Another translation says, he will give you the words to say. And I believe point number three is this, that the Father wants us to know. The Holy Spirit is a gift. The Holy Spirit is our gift. What did Whitney end off on? She said that the, if you ask the Father in heaven, he will give generously the, those who ask the Holy Spirit. That it blows my mind when I go to churches, and I've been like this for a lot of my life, that they love the Father and they love Jesus, but they never talk about the Holy Spirit. And we just want to be a ministry, and we come from a church that love the presence of God, that love the Spirit of God. And if you're afraid of him or you don't know a lot about him, I just want to say it's, you don't need to be scared. He, yes, he is powerful, and he will rock your world if you let him, but he's also a gentleman. And he's peaceful, and he's a comforter, and he comes to you, and it blows my mind that Jesus, after he was raised from the dead, left again after 40 nights and 40 days to go into heaven so that we would have the gift. And who is the gift? It says right here, the gift is the Holy Spirit. And I don't know about you, but if you know the Holy Spirit well, and I know some of you do, and we're all on a journey of getting to know him more, which is getting to know Jesus more. And the more we know Jesus is we get to know the Father more because it's all one God in three different forms that, that we begin to know ourselves more. We can begin to live this life like an adventure every single day. Yes, even when you're taking that class and having that midterm or final that you hate and you can't stand or you got to go work work a job or babysit for your brothers and sisters or whatever you do, it gets to be an adventure with God. It gets to be an adventure. It says, Holy Spirit, use me. Holy Spirit, speak to me. And as we talk to God through the power of the Holy Spirit and as we listen, we're, at, we're, 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 we're filled with his power. We're filled with his presence. We're filled with his joyful, audacious thing for life. Have you ever just been around someone who is just excited about life? Who's just excited about something? That stuff's contagious. Where do you get that from? 
You get that from the Holy Spirit. So I just want to encourage you, if you don't know Holy Spirit, I just want to encourage you for the first time tonight. We're going to have prayer after the message. There's going to be leaders on the sides that would love to pray for you. And I would just encourage you, just talk to him. You can actually talk to Holy Spirit just like you talk to Jesus and the Father. And watch how he talks back to you as well. Don't let that scare you, though. So we are gonna pick, we're going to jump or after that to verse 14, uh, 22. And sorry, I'm going a little fast because I want to get the worship band back up here. Um, but the word of the Lord says this. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or about your body or what you will wear. Life is more than these things, and the body is more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow nor reap, yet they have a storeroom or, or, or they have no storeroom or barn, but God feeds them. And how much more valuable are you than the birds in the air? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest of it? Consider how the lilies grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon on all this splendor were dressed like, the, like one of these. Is, if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you? Oh, you of little faith, do, do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about that. For the people of the world, this runs their minds, and this is all they worry about. But your Father knows what you need in heaven. Seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Can any of you just be vulnerable real quick? And uh, has any of you ever, do you worry a lot? Raise your hand. Yeah? Man. Austin, thanks for being real back there. I see you, bro. <laughs> I worry a lot too. And man, I don't know, I, I, as I was praying, I was thinking about this. So Owen and I are good buddies. He's doing sound back there, and we're training for a half marathon right now. I uh, hope you can pray for that, that, that we actually finish that training and can do that because uh, it's in like six weeks, and I'm kind of nervous. Uh, and I'm worrying about that. <laughs> so every morning I wake up, it's when he, he calls to get me up, and I'm like, Lord, help me get through this run. Um, but I was thinking about this, and I don't know about when I get worries in life, how do we combat those worries? Hannah Overby, how do you combat your worry? Are you even in here? I didn't even see you, and I just called your name. Hi. <laughs> how, do we, how do we think about that, Lucas? How do you combat your worry? If you're worried about a test or a relationship, I don't know about you, but I often get worries or fears about the people that I love the most. And I was thinking about this. And so say Owen moved away to California. I hope that never happens. But um, even when you graduate, I hope you just stay. Um, but uh, say he moved to California and it's been four or five years and I haven't talked to him for a long time. And out of nowhere, I got this worry or this fear that Owen no longer liked me, that Owen no longer considered me a friend. Or maybe I, I heard from someone that he was talking bad about me. And, and because I haven't had communication with him or a relationship with him for a long time, I think there would be that worry could take a lot of fear in my life, Right? Because I haven't talked to him. I don't know him. I don't see him. I don't communicate with him, Lace. But when I get have a worry, if Owen, I'm seeing him every day, we're training for this half marathon, we're talking to each other, we're doing life together. When I get hit with one of those lies or with one of those fears, what do I do? I just talk to him about it. I say, hey, Owen, the other day when we were running and you 
left me in the dust because you were running so fast, I kind of got the fear that you didn't like me anymore. Oh, no, I love you, Ra. You're just a slowpoke, and I got to train for this half marathon. <laughs> you know? But, but I know that's kind of a funny example, but think about that. When we worry, what do we do with it, Kundai? This is what prayer is, guys. Prayer is a gift. When those worries and those fears come, Janet and Megan, we get to talk to the Father about them. We get to bring those worries to the Father and say, Father, what do you say about this? What do you think about this? Why am I worrying about this? And guess what, Miranda? The Father speaks back to us. The Father speaks back to us. But how does the Father speak back to us? He's in heaven, right? And isn't even Jesus in heaven? But guess what? They are alive in us by the power, the gift of the Holy Spirit that is alive in us. And just as you hang out with someone, I guarantee, who has a really good friend in here? Raise your hand if you do. Really good friend. All right, Kenzie, you got a really good friend in here, right? So you, how, good, how long have you been friends with Sam? A year and a half? Okay, so you know her well, right? All right, cool. So you know things she would say and wouldn't say, right? So if I blindfolded you, right, and there uh, was 100, 200 people in this room, and different people were calling out your name, do you think you could recognize Sam's voice? Okay. So what if there was a couple girls that sounded a lot like Sam, but they, and you were unsure, say there was two or three voices that sounded very, very similar, but they talked in a way and said things that you know Sam would never say you'd be able to pick those out that then was on Sam, right? Because you know her heart, you know her character. Guys, as we begin to listen and hang out with the Father, we begin to recognize his voice, but even more, we can begin to recognize his heart, Jacob. We, we get people all, all, all the time says, well, is this God's will or isn't this God's will? Well, I say, well, what is his heart saying? Would, it, was it, would his heart lead you into that job? Would his heart lead you into this relationship? Would his heart want you to do this? Because when you know a good friend's heart and character, you know who they are. You know what they like. And so I say that Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. He left to go back to heaven so that he could live in us. By the power of his presence. And that is the power of prayer. We have prayer because we have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit because we have Jesus. We have Jesus because we have the Father. Do you see how they all come together? They're the best team you'd ever have. And it says, seek his kingdom. Do not worry about this. Do not worry about who you're going to marry. Do not worry about who you're going to date. Do not worry about what you're going to do or how you're going to have this money or what job you're going to have or what you're going to do after college. Do not worry about how fresh you look, even though you got to look fresh, especially if you hang out with Caleb Homer. I mean, let's just be real. <laughs> Sorry, when I get to know your names, I'll start calling on you too. <laughs> But it says, seek his kingdom. So how do we seek his kingdom, friends? I know I'm low on time, but it says this. Seek his kingdom by praying and staying connected. Man, when you're close with a friend, you know they have your back. You know what they like. You know if there's anything that's going on, you can talk to them. You can listen to them. Because pr true prayer is not just talking, but it's listening. It's having relationship. It's walking with one another throughout this life. And maybe, just maybe, God's given us relationships and friendships and family to teach us how to live this thing out with him. So how much do you talk to him? How much do you listen to him? How much do you live life with him? I'm going to call the worship band back up.
And I believe, if you want to come back up too, I believe there's an invitation tonight. And I'm just going to be real, and I know Whitney's heart burns for prayer, but praying isn't always easy. Sometimes I go through seasons where I'm reading the book like crazy, but I'm not communing and dwelling with him in relationship. Other times I'm praying and talking to him and listening to him, but I'm not reading the book. And he wants to do both. If Wit wrote a book and I had the option of just reading her book or hanging out with her and knowing her while also reading the book, which one do you think I would choose? I hope option two. If you knew, if I promised you right now that I had a million dollars, sorry, I don't, um, but Caleb Hummer might one day when he's a celebrity. Um, and I promise you, if you, all you have to do, Michael Sacco, just ask me and I'll give it to you. I know you'd be one of the first people running up here. If I, if I promise you, Kristen, I, I could give you anything you want. All you have to do is ask. Bryce, would you not run up? Man, I know I would run up. The Father says, ask. Seek. He gave us a model, not so we would just memorize the model. The model is great. I try to say that prayer every day. But how does it apply to my life? How does it interact with my life? And the heart of what Jesus was saying is, he wants us to come to him. He wants us to ask him, Lace. He wants us to talk to him about what's going on in our lives and your job, Vitor, and how you're struggling with school. How much do we ask him, invite him into those problems? How much do I invite him into my family situation that I'm struggling with right now? How how much do I invite him into the fear of, am I going to be a good husband? And how am I going to have a family when I grew up with a broken family in some ways? Do I invite him into those fears, into these real things, and let him speak his truth and his promises over these things? Because the truth of God sets us free. But if I always have the earbuds in and I'm always talking and I'm never listening, how am I ever going to hear him? And how am I going to be able to recognize him compared to anyone else in this world or myself or the enemy if I don't know his heart? And we get, we get to know his heart and his character through reading this book, through spending time with him. I've got the privilege of hanging out with Lucas recently. He's also trained for a half marathon. And I begin to hear his heart and get to understand who he is. When you understand someone's character and heart, you'll always trust them. And when someone pretends that they act a way that they're, they're not or say something that isn't true to them, you know it's not true. So I just want to say, wherever you're at today, if you don't know how to pray, one, you're not alone. But two, I believe there's an invitation so if you're comfortable, if you close your eyes. And I would actually ask not everyone to stand up, and it's okay if you don't stand up. But I believe there's some people here tonight that, like me at times, you just don't know how to pray. You just don't get it, and it sounds like you're talking to yourself, and it kind of seems meaningless. And I just want to say I've been there. But I believe... I'm, that God wants to give you a heart of prayer because he's your best friend, he's your father, and he wants you to talk to him. He wants you to come to him. And he promises to give you the Holy Spirit that if you have Jesus, you already have the Holy Spirit. 
And the Holy Spirit will teach you how to pray and he'll give you the words to say. And he'll speak his truth and his love over you. And it's the truth of God that sets you free. And you'll begin to know who you are. And when you know who you are because you know who he is, you'll begin to want the things in life that he wants for you. And so if that's you tonight with all eyes closed, would you just stand up? Would you just stand up right now? Only Whitney and I will see, and maybe some of the band. But will you just stand up as a sign to God because I believe God honors faith. He is a rewarder of faith. And even though I've been walking with him 12 years, you have to come back to the basics. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. So I'm just going to have Whitney now just pray a prayer of impartation over your hearts and your lives. Just keep on standing. God, thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, thank you for stirring our hearts. Thank you for stirring the hearts of the people standing right now. Thank you for their pure hearts. Thank you for their pure hearts that seek you. guys, I just see, um, I got this word earlier, and I believe it's for you. I just heard beautiful fire. You're a beautiful fire burning for him, and you're all different colors. So Holy Spirit, just rest and fall. Just let your beautiful fire fall upon them, their minds and their bodies and their spirits right now, Father. May they just even feel your gentle, warm fire right now in their bellies, and their hearts, on their heads, on their minds, Jesus. Yeah, and God, I just pray right now that they would know that they are seen and that they are loved and every hair on their head is numbered and that they are not forgotten. And I don't just pray for this for the one standing, but everyone in this room, including myself, God. I just break off the lie, pray against the lie that you don't matter. And, I, and the Lord just says he, he doesn't give his heart in pieces. He doesn't give his heart in you for conditional love, but he loves you unconditionally. When you run away, he runs faster towards you. You don't have to do anything. Hanover B, I just see, feel like this is for you. You don't have to do anything to earn his love. You receive it. I just pray, receive it right now in Jesus' name. Receive it right now, Megan, in Jesus' name. And God, I just pray for the truth that Mark knows right now, the truth that we all have in our heads would go down into our hearts. That we would know that we are loved because we are loved because we are loved because we are loved. And I just pray impartation of love over my brothers and my sisters right now. I just pray they would feel your arms wrapping around them, saying, my son and my daughter, to whom I am well pleased. So come and show them tonight, God, that they matter, that you see them and you know them and you hear them. Just bless them. In Jesus' name. guys real quick before we go into worship I just wanted to share um, something that I, I witnessed yesterday 
and I didn't have the greatest relationship with my father. And I got the privilege of seeing this little girl at work. Um, her dad came out of the office to use the restroom or something. And she was out there at the exact same time. And when she saw, saw him, her eyes lit up and they both were like, the daughter just runs and says daddy and that just melted my heart and it just gave me a beautiful image of how it blesses the father for us to see him as our dad as our provider but also how my heart's affection can be towards him as well and he's here so just be excited and have joy that he's here amongst us right now doing so much more than you realize yeah so we're gonna have a couple more songs but there's gonna be these awesome people on the side of the rooms they're coaches and alive they're young adults who give their time and they would just love to pray with you so I just encourage you if you're a student um, and you want prayer come to one of these coaches and let them pray um, and I promise you you won't be disappointed we're not in this alone guys And you don't 
song has a lot of uh, just significance to me in my life. The first time I heard this song um, was the day actually that um, that I ended a really long, unhealthy relationship. It was six and a half years. And I was just listening to some worship music, just trying to get the, just the pain out what that felt and how that felt and it was just holding on to me and it was gripping on to me and the enemy was really trying to pull me back into it and pull me back in and just go back to her and say you know I was wrong you know and then I heard this this bridge coming up and it just it truly just changed my life it's amazing it's amazing how tagging on to what Ryan was saying just about when we just get afraid or we feel anxiety or something like that, like I was really feeling that in this, um, in this part of my life and something I was able to do that Jesus just kind of dropped on me. I was driving in the car and the enemy was trying to hit me with all these just bad thoughts and stuff. And I was like, Satan, do you know who's sitting in my passenger seat right now? It's Jesus. And it's so silly, but that just brings so much freedom. Just like, you know, just sitting right there, Jesus. And like, when those thoughts hit me or like things like that, because they still come at me, guys. They still come at me. And I just say, who cares? Sometimes we just need to sit and just be like, yo, like, who cares? <laughs> and it's just so freeing just to be like, all right, Satan, who cares? So let's just sing this.
is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. I say to you, I say to you, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my Hallelujah. 
I just feel like we're in a thin place right now and that the Father's really, really moving. And I just feel like he's breaking off that lie that you're not good enough or that you have to earn or do something to receive his love. And guys, God is a God who speaks. God is a God who speaks. I heard someone's name today and I even said it to the leaders meeting that hasn't been here for a long time but that is a very near and dear friend and family to all of us. And uh, she came, she came, and she didn't even know why she was driving, and God spoke to her and tugged her heart and brought her here. And she hasn't been here for months, and God spoke that. And when we believe and we pray for that and we partner with him, his truth comes to an existence. And so, God, we just partner with your truth right now, that you love us because you love us because you love us. And, God, I pray for the new Christians and the old Christians that this truth would go from their head to their heart. That you seek us and you find us and you search for us. So we're going to end a little different tonight. And I'm just going to actually, Micah, that song's right on, man. I'm just going to actually ask Micah to keep just singing this Father's song over you. And Jesus, I just pray that you would romance us right now, which I know sounds weird for the guys, but that we would let ourselves be pursued by you. You know, it's funny because we were actually supposed to have an encounter night tonight, but because of the conference last week, we didn't. But uh, I think it's still an encounter night tonight that the Lord is encountering us in a deep and true way. So God, I just bless what you're doing. I just bless what you're doing. And I just pray for more, God. Just more. In Jesus' name. So if, if you've come and you've had enough, there's some amazing punch and snacks out there. I would ask you to leave quietly. And, um, and if you're in a spot right now where the Lord is just ministering you and speaking to you, I just ask Micah just to let the Father use him just to sing this lullaby over you and just continue to soak and rest in his love for a little bit because he loves you, because he loves you, because he loves you.
to the song of all songs. me, oh, of my you love me <laughs> and cause you love me Jesus, we just thank you for how you're moving and how you're breathing on us, God. We just thank you for what you've done tonight. Thank you that you're with us every second of every day, God. Thank you that you speak to us. 
And I just thank you for this sweet family. Thank you for this time of worshiping together in spirit and truth. And I just pray that you bless my family as they go. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, guys, we love you so much. Thank you for joining us tonight at Alive. We'll see you right back here at this time next week. Love you and be blessed. <laughs>